Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. In recent episodes, Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse have met Unpredictable Horse and been inside a chocolate shop where they feasted to their heart's content and marveled at a life-sized chocolate moose. Meanwhile though, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, two sisters, Phoebe and Tamar, both around six inches tall and living in a burrow with their mom, Dorothy, have decided that they need to make their way to Maine to find the entrance to a magical land. Let's catch up with Phoebe and Tamar and find out how they're getting on. Phoebe, we should have told the truth, Tamar protested, as the two sisters made their way through some tall grass which ran alongside the bike path by their home. We did, Phoebe replied. I mean, we told her we're going on an adventure. Yeah, but we say that to mom all the time, and usually just set up shelter for a few nights by a pond or a playground or something. That's not the same as going to Maine to find a secret magical land with a dragon in it. Phoebe nodded gently to show that she took Tamar's point, but she wasn't backing down. Look, she continued, our adventures often take several days. This one might take several days too, so the only difference is that if we told her, she'd worry about us or stop us from going. And maybe that's for a good reason, Tamar argued, as they stepped through a chain-link fence and under a large set of metal bleachers, which sat next to the field where Phoebe had ridden on a dug a few days earlier. Tamar, it's okay. Look, I'm your big sister. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. Tamar felt uneasy with her sister's newfound bravery but she didn't think they'd get very far anyway. I mean, how on earth would we get to Maine, she thought. So she decided to drop it for now, assuming her sister would eventually figure out that this wasn't going to work. Phoebe seemed to have a plan, though. Climbing around under the bleachers, Phoebe was on the lookout for something, and soon Tamar figured out what it was. Tamar was the one who had shown her this trick, but she didn't think Phoebe would ever want to try it herself. She was looking for a human's phone. With a soccer practice taking place on the field, there were a lot of those giant humans around, and that meant lots of options. She scanned for baby strollers. This was usually the best bet, as humans often left their phones in their stroller while walking around with their smaller humans. Phoebe saw one and ran ahead. Phoebe, wait, her sister shouted. But it was too late. Phoebe ran out and climbed into the hanging basket under the stroller's seat. Tamar ducked down in place, hoping her sister would do the same to avoid getting seen. As Tamar watched her sister weave and climb her way to the top storage pocket by the stroller's handle, she grew more and more impressed. Phoebe had never done this before, but she seemed like a natural. Phoebe was impressed with herself, too, but she did her best to stay on target. As she got to the phone, she remembered what her sister had told her she does to get information. She jumped on the bottom of the screen and shouted out, Hey Google, hey Siri, I need help! She was amazed when she heard a beep from the phone and almost forgot what she was trying to find out. It had worked! Um, she started, not sure whether she was having a conversation with someone. How do I get to Damariscotta Lake in Maine? Getting directions to Lake Terrence Bennettsville in South Carolina, the phone replied, and pulled up a map, showing a glowing blue dot in one place and a red dot in another. 
842 miles, she read off the screen. But Phoebe knew from her sister's experience that, hey Google, hey Siri, I need help, always took a few tries to get the right information. She tried again, this time speaking slower and more deliberately. Getting directions to Rocket Top, the phone replied. Phoebe rolled her eyes. How do humans put up with these things? She decided to try a few different pronunciations. Eventually, she hit on the right one. Damaris got a lake. Finally, she got what she needed. 181 miles, the phone showed. She looked at the map, trying to take in as much detail as possible, as well as the names shown around the lake. But how would they get there? The phone showed that it would take three hours and six minutes by car, or two days and eight hours walking. But that was for regular giant humans, not people Phoebe and Tamar's size. She heard cheering from the field, and thought she might need to get out of the stroller. She climbed back down, but as she swung back into the basket underneath, the humans returned to the stroller, and she couldn't get out without being seen. Phoebe peered over the edge and saw Tamar looking at her from under the bleachers with a what-are-you-doing look on her face. Phoebe shrugged back at her to show that she didn't have much choice but to stay. Huh, said the mom as she put her smallest human in the stroller and picked up her phone. That's weird. What is? One of the two medium-sized humans replied. Well, my phone is showing directions for somewhere in Maine. To the place we're going now? Well, no, we're not going that far. It's quite a bit further than we're going, but yeah, we are going to Maine now. So that's really strange. Phoebe couldn't believe what she was hearing. They were going to Maine. This couldn't have worked out better. She gestured wildly to Tamar to get her attention. The humans buried Phoebe under a couple of bags, though, and as she worked to get out from underneath, she felt the stroller move. It took a couple of minutes to move things around enough for Phoebe to stick her head up again, and at that point the stroller was behind a large minivan. The mom and the kids were opening the doors, and mom was putting the smallest human inside. Phoebe was about to climb out. She was starting to feel nervous about the whole thing and decided she couldn't go anywhere without Tamar. But then, the kids picked up their bags from the stroller, and she ducked down again to not be seen. All of a sudden, she felt the stroller fold up around her, and she lost her balance as the whole thing was lifted up and put in the minivan's trunk. Oh no, she thought. Tamar was right. This was a huge mistake. By the time she clambered out of the stroller, the car's engine was running. She thought through all her options. She decided she'd have to either stay hidden, in which case she may never see Tamar and Mom ever again, or she'd have to get the human's attention, which seemed like a violation of everything she'd always been taught. Oh, why did I do this, she thought. This is all because of that Doug. Just then, she saw the best sight she could possibly have hoped for. Tamar's head stuck through from under the kid's seat in front of her. Hi, Tamar said with a smile. Oh, Tamar! Phoebe replied so loudly that the kids wondered where the mom had turned on the radio. I am so glad to see you, she whispered. She wrapped her arms around her sister with relief. I wasn't going to let you go on an adventure without me, Tamar joked. The sisters whispered to catch up to speed on everything and made their way forward to sit under the kids' seats in the back of the minivan. Although the engine was on, 
They hadn't moved anywhere yet. So, are we really doing this? Phoebe asked. I guess we're really doing this, Tamar answered. Ah, here they are, Mom announced impatiently. The door opened again, and another large human pulled something towards it. Phoebe and Tamar heard a familiar rattling sound. The sliding door closed, and as the large human made his way through another door to the passenger seat, the thing he just led into the car made a beeline for Phoebe and Tamar. Its large, wet nose wedged itself under the kids' seats, and Phoebe and Tamar looked at each other. Of course, Phoebe commented. Of course, Tamar replied with a laugh. It was a Doug. To be continued. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Mooseverse. As always, you can send in your own stories about these characters or others who might belong in the Mooseverse to hello at mooseverse.com. This week, we received a story from Matthew, who's age 8 and lives in Massachusetts. His story is about a young Montgomery the Mouse before he ever met Montgomery the Moose, and tells the story of how Montgomery the Mouse discovered his love for chocolate and how he was captured by pest control and taken to a pet store, where he met a possum who'd also been captured. Here's a snippet. Montgomery thought hard. He tried to squeeze through the bars of the cage, and he couldn't. Then he noticed the keys. If he took the keys, he could get out. When someone was walking by, he reached out and grabbed the keys. Now Montgomery had the keys, but he could not reach through to the lock. He needed help, and he decided to ask a possum. Hey, possum, can you help us? What do you need help with? said the possum. Getting out of my cage, said Montgomery. I'll help you as soon as I get out of my cage, said the possum. The possum tried to use her tail to reach the keys, but it didn't work. They waited a couple of months, and the possum had babies. Once the babies opened their eyes, the mommy possum had an idea. You can visit mooseverse.com to read the full story. And then send us your story. We'd love to read it, or listen to you reading it. You can also send in pictures. We'd love to feature them on mooseverse.com. So keep sending in your ideas, and who knows, maybe your ideas might come to life in the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.